This is Malik. We tune into the Winging It podcast, dickhead. Let's go! Good doggy. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. All right, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of the Winging It podcast. Guys, it's been kind of a traumatic week here in Philadelphia. The Phillies lost the NLCS to the Diamondbacks at home, so we're just going to compartmentalize those feelings and jam them down there and hope that it never pokes their head back out. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles picked up Kevin Byard. Howie Roseman absolutely fleeced the Titans. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But guys, I want to introduce our guest today. Um, in my opinion, this guy is the funniest content creator coming out of Philly, maybe even the entire U.S. Uh, this dude always has a smile on his face. You can find him not remembering where he is at the Club 215 tailgates. Uh, he's taken over your social media feed. Everyone give a wing and it welcome to Malik Joe. Let's get it. What up, Malik? What up, what up? I, Malik, you're outside. You're talking to us about this event. You're at Forged. Was it Forged Irish Stout, Conor McGregor's band, uh, brand? Yeah. You're just running around all Philly, man. What's uh, what's been going on in your world recently? Man, my world has been flipped upside down, like uh, uh, like Will Smith said. Turn turn it flipped upside down, man. I've been everywhere. I've been diving in with all these brands, getting partnered up. I'm actually doing a shoot with the Bruno Brothers in like two hours. So like, I've been just like, I want to be on your phone at all times. Like, I want every time you stroll, I just want you to see me. And honestly, it's because of my damn ex girlfriend, and she pissed me off. <laughs> I just want to make sure all the content that I do, she gets seen. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk about that? I just want to talk about your previous relationship. We don't even have to talk about anything else. Delco girls, man. I fucking hate them. Uh, But I love them. I don't know what the hell the problem is. I'm fucking, they're just, they get me every time. Oh man, so so we're we're coming off a crazy week uh, with the Phillies. I saw a ton of content that you'd be pushing out. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think about this whole Philadelphia Phillies thing? Like, where's your fandom really lie? Like, are you like all birds? I mean, you said in one of your videos, you're black, you don't watch baseball. Oh wait, that's we're in the right. playoffs. Let's go, Phils. Like, that's true. What's, that's what's a- your honest outtake on the on the on the on the sports layout of the of the city? So like I'm I, I'm I'm full in on Eagles. I was a football player, and I feel like you attach to you know the sports that you play the most. I played football mm-hmm. all the way until college, you know whatever. And then um, basketball, like I like basketball. I'm really more of a, a contact sport type of person. Obviously, hence the boxing glove. I used to be a professional boxer, Muay Thai fighter. So mm-hmm. I like boxing. I like football. I do like baseball. I like I enjoy being at baseball games. Nothing's compared to hockey being at the game though, because at the game at a hockey game is nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Same with a baseball game. I'd rather be at a baseball game than at a football game, but I'd rather watch football. But I do love the Phillies. They are great. Um, I just don't – I'm not going to watch 162 games. I'm probably going to watch, like, all the way down to – are they going to make it to the playoffs? I'm going to start right there. <laughs> so I guess to that point, though, like, even if you are more of just kind of a bandwagon or just kind of hopping on during the playoffs, yeah. did you did you watch the – I mean, did you watch the entire Game 7? And I, I am kind of curious, even if you are just kind of, like, not a heavy fan, like, what it still felt like afterwards. Were you still, like, really deflated or did you bounce back I was back really right deflated. Away? I was really deflated. I was at Del Frisco's and, like, I was watching the game and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, 
I watched the whole game all the way to the end. I always watch the playoff games to the end because you never know what can happen in baseball, especially baseball. And it was just like, damn, I felt like, damn. Like, it felt like the whole city was sad. It was just, I go outside and they're, like, pulling the barricades up. They're, like, moving everything around. And it's just quiet. It's like nobody's saying anything. I'm like, damn, man, we fucking just lost. It was sad, man. It was a sad day. Yeah, I, fucking, I, heard, I heard all my food when I was eating. I heard all the shit hitting the plate. I heard all the clinking. <laughs> what are you gonna do with all that grease on the poles now is this someone gonna be there with some uh windex getting it getting it all off like yeah yeah how does that be, work can't be climbing it yeah because i feel like every time they grease the poles i guess we use them and then knock the grease off. i have no idea maybe they just keep them breezy maybe i go to a pole put my hand on it falls through the city who knows you know <laughs> so, so malik i got a question for you you know you make so much original content. I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult it is Bruh. to make something catchy, something that goes viral. And you've done it so many times. Like, I think my favorite series from you has to be the NFL mic'd up dubbed overs things that you oh, do. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's borderline genius. It's hilarious. It's super relevant. It's simple, but it's, like, really hard to do that. Dunphy yeah. absolutely praised your work ethic when you were on here last time, like, are you always thinking about new ideas? Like on this podcast always. today, talking about Delco girls, like what is, what is, what is the mind of Malik Joe look like at all times? Um, I, like, I don't want to coin myself like, you know, a mad scientist, but I, I feel like a mad scientist at times because I'm always thinking about content or like something I can make funny and like, just like oversimplifying something. So it's hilarious. And like, if you, you've seen my, some of my podcasts and like some of the times the guests don't even get the jokes that I say, and it's just like the funniest shit, but like I'm always get after it. I'm always trying to put a, put a video out. I'll put out 40 videos a day because I got so much in my head that I want to do. And I you can't put a cylinder on creativity. Like I'm a person that I can't deal with cylinders. So if I, I used to work at a job and I, I became the manager, if I can't go higher, then mm -hmm. I don't want to work there anymore. I, you can't put a cylinder on me. So like if there's anything I could be in a realm where there's no ceiling, I'm going to, I could create, I'm the, the sky is the limit. So Malik, no dome games, no dome games for this guy. No dome games, no, no, no dome, no, no dome games, no sir. Alsaski. <laughs> so, so Malik, uh, I had a, I had an opportunity to to go through your TikTok in its entirety uh, this morning, and I went all the way back to when you first started, when you weren't getting a lot of video uh, impressions, you weren't getting a lot of likes, but holy yeah. cow, man, you kept going. What does it take to to sort of have that sort of uh, you know, resilience to continue to post content until something sticks, right? Because I, I was looking at some of your, your early videos talking about the rainbow colors. I was like literally laughing out loud. And what, like how it that didn't go viral. That video was hilarious. But how it didn't go viral, I was like, what, what's going on? The algorithm, like what what is mm. going through your mind at that early stage to just like keep pushing through? Um, so I, I think it's more of like, I'm, I'm always, I always attach myself to some, some, whatever it is. I just know that effort is going to get you seen no matter what, no matter how many times, if you keep knocking on the presidential door, you eventually be going to come to president. If you just keep knocking every day, they, they got to move out mm -hmm. your way. So I always had that mentality, whatever I was attached to, whether it was boxing, whether it was football, now it's this. And you just like, I'm going to keep going. Cause I, I know people, people laugh at my jokes in real life. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm funny. I know it's, I know it's hitting. I know it's clicking. It's just waiting on the right person to see it. And then the right mm -hmm. person saw it. His name was Meek Mill and, and went crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, and, that, that, <laughs> and, and, and that's a crazy thing too, man. I think a lot of people look at you. It's like, oh, you just act a clown behind the camera. Like you have a crazy past um, that, yeah. that like, I mean, you want to talk about humble beginnings coming from nothing. Yeah. There's always one saying like I'm in sales. You know, I've had success before and people will say that you've walked into something. But I, th I think this saying that resonates is like the harder I work, the luckier I get. 
Seriously. Right? Seriously. The harder the hard I work, work, the luckier I get. And the work don't get no easier. So, I mean, I don't want to bring you back to like a dark time, but like no. how through some of like, you know, when you when you literally had nothing, living out yeah. of your car homeless, when, you, when, when you're at your lowest, how did you maintain that positive energy and say, hey, I'm going to get myself out of here? And now look at you, man. You're one of the most popular content creators in Philly. That's facts. Um, so like I said, like I, I know that in my head, like even when I was homeless, I never had a, sh- a doubt in my mind that like I wasn't going to do something great in life. Like like that, like being home, like my friends were like, you know, like not my, you know, some some people that knew about it, they were like, oh my God, like you went through that. That's crazy. I'm like, I didn't even, it didn't even bat an eye to me that I was homeless. Like, I'm not worried about that. Like being homeless, I'm not worried about not having a leg. You can take an arm from me. I'm still going to win at the end of the day. You can't, you can't put a ceiling. You can't stop the Malik Joe train because I was just, I'm just wired. Like I'm just wired to fucking keep going. So I mean, I was homeless and I wasn't down on my luck. I, was, I still had a million views when I was homeless. I was making, still making videos every day, homeless. I, I made a video for two years straight, a video every single day. Even I was homeless for like three months and I was making videos still every day. That's, that's incredible. That's, have you, have you, yeah. what, what were you like when you were younger? I mean, were you kind of the class clown or were you more of a quiet reserved kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely the class clown. <laughs> I, was, I got class clown award every year that it was available. And like, I, I never like put like, yeah, I was playing football. Like, so I never like put like, hey, maybe I can like just do that. And like, you know, comedy. I was playing football. And like, like I said, whatever I'm attached to, I'm taking it to the nines. Like, it's whatever it is. So, you know, I was playing football. I was trying to be the best. I'm head, head and shoulders. First person at practice, last one to leave. Watching film, mm-hmm. the whole nine. Like, I'm the only person in public school at the time watching film with the other team. Like, everybody else like, man, we're going to go party. I was doing that. So, like, it, it was a rough upbringing, but I always knew whatever was in, instilled in me that don't stop. Just don't stop. They're going to have to move out of your way. And, I, they, they, and now they're moving. When you were younger, like, were you, like, a theatrical person? Were you, like, into... You know, yeah, kind of no, just that's, like that's, re- reenacting things and just like kind mm. of creating content before creating content was a thing. Like, so I would say I was into like weird stuff that like a lot of other my friends were never like could never get like something like Rent. Like I watched Rent and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, and like my friends are like, this is this is like nah, this is not it, bro. I'm like nah, I fucking like this shit. Like this is kind of cool. And I've always had like a brain to like branch out and like you know just be outside of that little bubble of whatever it is from wherever you are to like get into that, those things. Like, so I don't know. I felt like I just (laughs) started to like, you know, be more outspoken. Like everybody always looked to me when somebody needed a speech or something. Like even when I was young, like everybody's like, Oh, what to say Malik? Like, you know, everybody always came to me. Stepping into the uncomfortable is a really difficult thing. And I think like that's something that's truly admirable, you know, from my perspective is, is seeing somebody be able just to push through, you know, any negative thought processes or like anything that's yeah. going to hinder you from actually breaking through and making it. So I, you know, I, I it, it's really inspirational just to kind of hear where you came from and how things are going now. Hell yeah. It's a, man, it was, it's a, it was a tough role. It's, it's a, still a longer road ahead of me. Still some stuff that I got to clean up, but like, man, it's stopping me or something. Like I am so obsessed with creativity. I can't, I can't not do it. Like I'm well, too to that obsessed point, man. You have so many projects in the works right now. So I know you, you're, you're, Coming from a forged uh, stout uh, brewery, yeah, we're, right we're actually now. at Chicken Pete's and uh, they came through and they gave us the belt. So we're holding the belts for the tailgate, and we're gonna have people take pictures with the belt. Connor's actual belt, like it's, it's gonna be crazy. That's awesome. And we had Dumpy on last week. He was talking about, um, you know, talking about the podcast and just yeah, like tell us about the podcast. Tell us, I, well, you know, I guess if you so, have any any guests coming up, who, what's 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 going on with that. So the podcast, actually, it was craziest thing, like, because, like, I'm a, I'm a workhorse, and don't be a workhorse, too, just, just like me. And, like, we talked about the podcast maybe, like, 
two weeks before. So we like, yo, let's start a podcast. Well, we just like, we, we kind of talked about it maybe a month earlier. And then we talked about it again. Like, yo, let's fucking knuckle down and get this, you know, let's do the podcast. So we sat down, had a meeting. Me, the cameraman, our, uh, our boy Pick. And then literally two weeks later, we're sitting in front of a camera fucking doing a podcast. And we got... We got people on deck, like, come. we had Freddie Mitchell, Ed Bassmaster, crazy big numbers. I mean, like, uh, OT The Real, it's like back to back to back. And, like, we got people more lined up. Like, I, I got uh, Mark Jackson, big Mark Jackson. He's played basketball for the Sixers. He's online. T for Temple U, baby. T for yeah, Temple U. Yeah, T for U. Temple U. We had uh, t- uh, Terrence Ross, I want to say. Ter- Terrence Ross, uh, he's played for the Raptors. That's his Magic, name, right? Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Terrence Ross. Yep. We got him. We, had, we got him on deck. We had. Uh, we got Jennifer Slade's wife. I mean, Jennifer Slade, Darius Slade's wife. We got oh, her on banana pudding. Yeah, you yeah, gotta get we the got, banana pudding recipe. We got really. a couple of people that, that want to be involved, and the more it spreads, the, 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 the better for us. And I, I'm just so fortunate to be able, because I'm working at Garage, for them to give us that spot to, to actually, like, you know, use. And, like, you know, mm. the background's poppy. Everyone wants to see it. And it's growing, man. Like, I went from, hey, aren't you that guy from TikTok to aren't you that guy from the podcast? And it's like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy, man. So we asked Dunphy this last week about who his like dream podcast guest would be. Ooh. He said Drake and Joe Rogan. Ooh, what about you? If you could, if you could sit down with any person in the garage talking to them, something that hopefully you wouldn't be like so starstruck you could even get some words out. Who would that person be? Not so. So not too starstruck. Okay. So if you go not too starstruck, <laughs> I would go Shawn Michaels. Okay. <laughs> and then I love think it. I'm cool. We, I know I'm sexy. That's my shit right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if we go two star struck, I will go Brian Dawkins for sure. Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. I won't he be just yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Dumpy just got the uh, the tattoo. He just came through. Did you meet him during that interaction as well? I would have died. No, I did not. I was I wasn't yeah. there for that. Yeah, I wish I was, but I wasn't there for that. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, Stone so Cold talk- too. Stone Cold too. Let's talk a little bit since we're on the topic of Brian Dawkins. Like, yeah. who was your first Eagles jersey? When did your Eagles fan to begin? Like, favorite player? Like, give us like your your Eagles background. Okay, so my favorite player obviously was Brian Dawkins watching growing up because he, it was around the time when I was growing up. My first jersey though, I think was Bobby Taylor, and nice. I used to uh, yeah Bobby Taylor jersey twenty one yeah, yeah twenty one. It was a Bobby Taylor jersey, and we used to play football in this patch of grass. That, like it's so small when I think about it now, like because I'm an adult, but the patch of grass. It couldn't be no bigger than four by four inches, like I mean four by four yards, and we would fucking throw down in that little patch of grass with my Bobby Taylor jersey on, and that's when like jerseys were like a big thing, like you always had to have a jersey on, always. like playing football, Corey Dillon, Marshall Falk, but yeah, so like I always had to, I had the Bobby Taylor jersey. I never been to an Eagles game until I was twenty seven or six ish. Um, my mom obviously could not afford to like send us to Eagles games, and then I worked at Green Ace Cafe, and I was the GM, so like I could not. I couldn't get off on Sundays. Like once you're the best in the company, you're not getting off on a Sunday that that sells brunch. So I never had off on Sundays to be able to go to an Eagles game until I stopped working there. And then now, first Eagles game. And it's like ever since I did that, it's just couldn't stop. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how awkward is Thanksgiving at home when you got your mom uh, cheering for the Cowboys every single day on Thanksgiving, <laughs> causing, cause, causing a damn scene in your house? Wait, wait, wait. Mom's a Cowboys fan? Yeah. Mom's oh, a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. M- Malik, Malik calls yeah. up his mom during the podcast just to roast her. Hey, mom, I love you, but how about them Cowboys? Cowboys! <laughs> I can't wait. You're lucky it was on bye week this week, man. I was going to talk so much shit. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, definitely is uh, annoying, but I love my mom, but it's, it is very annoying because she's a Cowboys fan because my dad is also a Cowboys fan, so it's super trash. Um, oh, but, my Lord. Yeah, it gets I know. Worse. Well, it keeps getting she, worse. Yeah, 
She followed after him. I mean, honestly, I mean, of course, that's what happened because she doesn't watch football for real, for real. But she watches football. But um, so, but the Thanksgiving is like has not been like the most traditional thing in my uh, life for mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And my mom doesn't live in Philadelphia. She actually lives in Delaware, and like we don't really have a house to go back to. So like we don't really have like a big Thanksgiving thing. I usually just go to Chinatown most almost every year. But yeah, well, back when I was a young boy, it, it was annoying. <laughs> I love the idea of going to Chinatown for Thanksgiving. I go to Chinatown for Thanksgiving and Christmas every year because those are the only two things open. It's, a, it's like a food industry thing. If you're in the industry, you know about like, you know, that life is just always on the go, always doing stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, preparation Dude. for Thanksgiving is not a thing. Yeah. Hanukkah, yeah. Hanukkah celebrator over here. So, yeah. Christmas Day, very familiar with the Chinese menu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm, I, I'm writing like David's or something like that down there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think your uh, I think your story about your parents being Cowboys fans is just another testament to your your sort of ability, you know, from from your early humble beginnings of being able to pull yourself right. out in really hard situations to being able yeah. to step away from your parents in that hard situation as well and be like, no, 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 no I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, right. That. Like, I hate when people say that. Like, oh, my dad was a Cowboys. Grow your own balls. <laughs> Thank you. God. Support your, your local balls. tackle football team. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, I mean, listen, man, you have an awesome story. Keep going. We love what you're doing. Um, and like I said, man, you, you just you just exhibit a ton of positivity. Always got a smile oh, yeah. on your face. I oh, mean, yeah. I've, I, you've been cheesing this whole entire podcast. I mean, bro, I'm just happy, and, man. It's like, yeah. Y'all appreciate me. That's crazy. Like, I, like I mean, not to say like I've never been appreciated, but like it's like it's just crazy that four <laughs> people that like I, I don't hang with on a regular just hop their hair and like y'all know information about me. That's fucking. I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> and why this won't those the, Del and why won't those Delco girls reciprocate? That, yeah, Malik? man, we don't Delco, understand. Yeah, they'll keep me away. From, if I if I ever run into a Delco girl, I'd keep away from. I'm done with. Them. <laughs> I'm done with them. <laughs> Right, but so then, let's get into some. Let, but then you yeah, might not also be done with them, right? But like, I might not. Like, it depends. Like, <laughs> it's like, <no. laughs> oh man, those Delco girls. All right. Well, hey, let's let's get into a little bit of Eagles talk. So, as you know, Howie Roseman absolutely fleeced the Titans this week, and we Yo, got again fired. So listen, M- M- Malik, and this would be a funny real idea. I'm 100% convinced, and you, I will not jump off of this. Like I'm 100% convinced that Howie Roseman has some lewd pictures of Mike Rabel in an Atlantic City hotel room with some loose women and some stuff behind him that we can constantly get away with this blackmail. I mean, he's got some <laughs> dirt to be able to constantly keep getting yes. away with this. Bro, he's like what Debo a shaking him down. He's like Debo. Uh, come, come here. No? All right, bro. I'll see you. <laughs> Here goes Dump right here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't leave my stuff best, in your car. Best friends forever. BFFs. Yeah. All right. So anyway, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was that a question again? So so the whole the whole Kevin Byard pickup. I oh, mean, yeah. just absolutely wild. Howie I, Roseman fleecing him again. I'm thinking about Delco Howie girls Roseman again. is like, no, hell no. I, I think Howie <laughs> Roseman is really like Debo. He like Debo out here with these transactions, man. He like, yeah, I'm going to take this, this, and that and go fuck yourself. And it's like, <laughs> I, okay, Howie. Like, I, I, the way he managed to get A.J. Brown, Bird, like all this shit that he got over the Swift, like he is a master, master class negotiator. They should probably have him in like some type of uh, army situation for negotiation for sure. And we got rid of Terrell Edmonds and we traded like our weak link. <laughs> literally and like literally he's giving crumbs he's selling salt to a slug 
He's selling rain <laughs> to the bug. He's like he he's the ultimate salesman. Derrick Henry's going to be on the roster tomorrow. Seriously, somehow. like he, we won't wake up. We gonna have we gonna have literal Clark Kent at linebacker. <laughs> fucking get Superman. Shit. <laughs> I didn't know the Justice League was in this league. <laughs> well, let's 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 take a look at this game. The Eagles, they're right now they're 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 on the road against Washington. Uh they're playing Washington for the second time this year. Uh I, I don't like that w- the way that our schedule has worked. We're playing Washington twice, then we're playing Dallas twice, then we're playing New York twice. I wish that they intermixed these NFC East matchups a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, a little bit more random. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, we barely, barely screeched by last game. We beat the Commanders in overtime, and we were at home. Now we're on the road, uh, another 1 o'clock game. Over-under is 43 and a half. Um, yeah, Malik, I'm going to I'm gonna send it to you first. Just general thoughts on the game. We're coming so, off a huge statement win against huge, Miami. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Huge so, statement yes. win. Huge statement win. I think we uh, sometimes we often play to our opponent opponent instead of playing our own game we often play to our opponent because we could play somebody like the jets and play down to them and um sometimes that happens that's why i always fear a little bit when we play the teams like the commanders who are not a great team but it's a divisional game we're playing them twice they're familiar with us and it's it's always a little like i don't know what's in the air when we play them but it's always a little something in the air and it's annoying as fuck but i do think that we do have their number and we can take them this time. <laughs> I do think that I do think we got their number now. I think I think we can put a little hurting on them. Hit me with a score prediction on the score spot. prediction. Oh, come on now, score! You you can't get me to do score predictions. Twenty eight nothing. Never go against the family. <laughs> Twenty eight nothing. They don't score a point. You tell you, don't ask me. That's my team. Why would I want them to score? I don't want the other team to score at all. I would never. That's not a prediction to me. This is a spoiler. Twenty eight nothing. Drop no, the mic. Never, never go I, against the family. What do you think, Ali? What do you think, Ali? Oh, yeah. Man. So every week when we do these analyses, you know, I try to I try to bring in some stats and look at you know what is a reason or what are some of the reasons why the birds lose in this game. And frankly, I can't find one other than what you just said, Malik. Right? It, to to move away from playing our own game and start playing theirs. And I, I think the yes. Commanders, out of any other team, have been able to show that they've been able to pull us away from what we want to do, and uh, you know, sort of make them play or make us play their game. Uh, whether it's last yeah. year when they held on to the ball for so long, whether it was this year when you know they basically shut down the run. Um, you know, the, the Washington Commanders offense has given up the most sacks out of any team this season, which plays to us. They've yes. uh, given up the fifth most interceptions. Their defense is fifth. Wor- I'm sorry. Uh, our, their offense is um, 27th in, uh, in, in their passing yards. Um, so they're, they they're, they're pretty bad. <laughs> they're pretty bad. Their defense has given the fifth worst in total yards. They've given up the second most in touchdowns. Um, they, the one thing that I will say about their defense is they do sack the quarterback a lot. They're uh, number five out of all NFL teams in sacks. So they're able to get after the quarterback, which isn't too bad. Right. Um, and they have an average rush defense. So, you know, for me, as I try to think about what are, what are some of the ways that we can lose this game? Honestly, you know, their pass defense is pretty garbage. I would hope that Brian Johnson goes in with a well-balanced attack like we did last week, kind of 50-50 yes. split or more on the 60-40 side of rush versus pass. Establish the run so that we can get Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. And we need to establish split. a run for sure. 
100%. So in my mind, I think this should be an easy win so long as we play our game and we have a good game plan coming into this game. So if all of this holds true, my score prediction is 42-7 to seven, Eagles. Woo! Let's go. Never go against the fans. Yo, <laughs> Ali, 42-7. to seven. And Malik, I just want to give you some insight. He predicted the Dolphins were going to win this game. So oh, Ali's usually – he's, he's a realist when it comes to some of this stuff. But, hey. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. If you're really talking about stats, see, I'm, the, I'm, the Lu, I'm a DeLulu fan right now, okay? Yeah. And I'm always going to be a DeLulu fan. But yeah. I get it. If, you, if you're talking real stats, that's, that's fair. So the only the, my only analysis of this game is the only person that's going to get in our way of absolutely blowing this team out is going to be Brian Johnson. We just got to work on our red zone offense. That's the our only red zone thing. offense is trash. I'm not gonna lie. Red um, zone we, offense we, is trash. We, it, it, it can't be. It can't be third and nine, and we're running quarterback nine, draws. I'm about to say third and nine, and the quarterback draw is the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I'm like, yo, <laughs> we, that was massively out of pocket. What is, we, we can't be doing that. We can't, we can't be, be doing, doing that. that. If if we get our red zone offense done, I have. Literally no concerns. When Eli Ricks is blanketing Tyree Kill, Terrell yeah. Edmonds is covering Tyree Kill down the field, and he gets traded as our weak link, and we hold that explosive Miami offense to nothing. Right. No, I don't, and this I don't. is the second time we're seeing Sam Howell. I think it's going to be really bad. Their locker room is starting to lose confidence in that franchise. You got Thanks. players – uh, I think E-Rock shared something uh, yeah, last night. It was, was he's like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to be in the stadium. He's like, yo, F this. It's been seven years of me losing, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think I kind of share the same sentiment as you guys. I can't wait to get some buff dip, an ice cold yingling, one o'clock game. I think I'm going to be turning it Actually, off. You should, Actually, you, should no. take that, you should take that yingling and get a forge, honestly. I was just gonna say I'm gonna get a forged <laughs> Irish stout, and um, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing that. It's gonna be awesome. I think we're gonna win this one right at the 43 and a half point uh, game total. I'm gonna say Philly 31, uh, Commanders 12. That's 31 12. Yeah, 31 12. Yeah, I, th- I think Washington overperformed the first time they played against us. And I think if they battled that hard and still came out with an L, I don't see how they can have any confidence going into this week, even if no. they are playing at their own stadium, uh, that, that dump of the stadium. Uh, Ali, you rattled off some stats before. I mean, yeah, the, the Washington is 29th in points allowed per game. They're 29th in total yards allowed per game. They're 28th in pass yards allowed per game. So Sheesh. I need I need AJ Brown to break that that oh, consecutive one, 125. Hey, yep, he's another record. game of 125. And you know what, Devontae Smith. Both receivers are going for 100 this game. This is a game for Devontae Smith to get back on track. He hasn't seen 100 yards in a couple weeks now. This is time for him to make some big plays, get that confidence back up. And uh, But at the same time, I, I want to see a balanced offensive attack. So I uh, don't want it to necessarily be airing out the entire balance, game. Yeah. So let's see some balance. And uh, so my score position, I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I'm going to go 37, oh man, 37 to 9. 37 to 9. I'm nine. keeping it below 10 three after. Field goals? I'll take three field goals. Three field goals. Yeah, Sam Howell's not sniffing goals. the end zone. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's do it, man. Let's do all it right. on Sunday. M- Malik is making believers out of all of us. Just blowouts no, every sure. single week. Every it's single week. Every single week. I don't, listen, never go against it. That's my team. Like, why, what? I that's never like used to be like this, team. Malik. I that's never like, used to be like that's this. That's like you being on a team and you like, ah, well, they might score a touchdown. Like, no, I'm on this team. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. what, what did you say with Jason Martinez? You're sitting there on the news and you're like, never go against a family. It's never. gonna be 45-0 Eagles. 45 nothing Eagles. Never go against a family. I don't want them to gain another uh like All right, guys, let's get, 
Let's get into swinging it, and then uh, Andrew explain the game, and then uh, we'll send us home. Swinging it, underdog picks for the week. I was swinging my bird. Oh, this is an exciting. You're gonna burp. I was swinging my bird. bird. (laughs) Swinging his bird. Yeah, we're swinging it for all you YouTube for all you YouTube people. We're gonna do an OnlyFans episode for this one too for the Joe Show. Well, we were we were swinging it topless last week, which I guess is better than swinging it bottomless because then you can really do a little have some fun. Get a little wiggle going. Oh, so how does this game work? We're playing swinging it. It's another fun week. All you got to do is pick an underdog, and if if you pick correctly, if that team wins the game outright, you get the number of points that that team is receiving oh, in the spread. Now, don't look now. Don't look now. Don't look at the standings, but uh, <clears throat> your boy over here, that's me. I'm pointing to myself. I was riding the bottom last week. I was at two measly points. I'm up to 11 now. Still Woo! in last place, but after that Patriots win, I got nine points. I've gone from two to 11. Let's go. So I'm slowly creeping back up. Let's go. Then we got the audience and Alex. So Malik, you and Alex are going. You you guys are tied at fourteen right now. So Dunphy picked correctly. He took the Giants last week. Also beat the Commanders. So three points for the audience takes the audience to fourteen. Alex, you lost, so you still have fourteen. Mm-hmm. And Ali is the front runner at twenty five. So he's the villain, Let's the go. enemy, the one that we're chasing after. Right, Malik, all eyes are on you. Who you going with? Uh, I'm going Buccaneers for sure. I'm going the Rams over the Cowboys. So you're only going to uh, pick one, one oh, game that you like. Oh, yeah. Rams yeah. over Cowboys, easy. Rams over Cowboys. Rams so over Cowboys. That, so the Rams are going to be, at least from what I see on FanDuel, a six-and-a-half-point underdog to beat the Cowboys. I love that pick, Malik. That was actually one of the ones that I was thinking of going for. for sure. Um, is that just not going against the family, or what's your justification for that one? Um, because fuck the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he is. He Take is, that, mom. He is going the family. He is going against the family. Yeah, I'm going against the family for sure. Fuck the Cowboys. I pray every night that they never win a fucking game. Every night and that they never win a game. If, they, if they, I was to get three wishes from a goddamn genie, I wish they would never win a game three times. You might not. Oh my god. Yo, Apple's gonna, Apple's gonna take our clean rating away from us on this podcast because I'm editing none of this out. I mean, I'm, oh my it. bad, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't care. It's funny. We're know. doing it live. We're doing, we're, live. we're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it right now. We're doing it live. Fuck it. Sorry. He did it, so I'm doing it. Again, you're contagious. It's all uh, contagious. Oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. All right. So I still have the luxury of getting to pick earlier in the process because I'm still in last place. Uh, looking again, I see Patriots plus nine. And that's like, how do I automatically not, you know, how do, uh, that should be the pick. But I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to go with the battle at the Meadowlands. You got the New York Jets at the New York Giants. It's basically a home that's- game for both teams. But the Giants are getting three. Um I know Tyrod Tyrod Taylor is still doing his thing. I think this is going to just be a heavy defensive matchup, kind of a coin flip. But uh, I'm going to take the Giants getting three, quote unquote, at home. And uh, I'm hoping to uh, be tied with the audience and Alex after this week if they don't win. Wait, so how do I keep up with my points? We'll tell you. We got graphics. We'll send it to you. You can post it to your story and everything. We got kick your ass, Ali. Yo, Ali picked. Yo, you'll actually love this. So Ali's biggest point differential was twelve when he bet the Cardinals would beat the Cowboys, and they did. Josh Dobbs. Oh, that I love ugly that for you, Ali. <laughs> I, <love> that <laughs> I take it all back. I, I bet that too. Back. I bet that too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, man. Uh, there, there, there are some good. There are some good matchups. A lot of really close ones. Not getting a lot of points. 
I'm just going to be a sucker. I'm going to take the easy one. Brock Purdy is <sighs> out with a concussion. And you know what's going to happen? The NFL is going to look at that play and be like, oh, yeah, now we need to ban the tush push because uh, the little tiny five foot two oh white QB that weighs God. 114 pounds is now taken out. You think and they'll ban you it? Know, well, I mean, homie, the, 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 the 49ers have been crying all offseason about all the everything that's gone wrong their way. It's just like, who would have thought taking the last pick in the NFL draft would be something that would be risky to you? The dude's yeah, 120 literally. pounds soaking wet. Like, what do you Well, now they have Sam Darnold, former number two. What was yeah. he, the number two overall pick in the draft Facts. when he got drafted? True. That's true. <laughs> so, so Ali made a pretty good point. He said because the 49ers are still three-and-a-half-point favorites, it shows how much of a system quarterback Brock Purdy is than exactly. actually how good Brock Purdy is. He's not so that I'm going to take the Bengals at plus two and a oh, – I'm sorry, plus three-and-a-half. Got a crack on my screen here. Uh, plus three and a half uh, underdog uh, to overtake the 49ers at home in Santa Clara uh, should be should be a good game. Um, yeah. 426. So after the Eagles go seven and one, I'm definitely tuning into that one. Seven and one. We will be seven and one easily. All right, wow. Ali. And then, you know what? We're going to do something different after Ali announces his. We're going to have Malik send us home. Love Let's it. Go. All right. Um, God, you guys took every single matchup that I wanted. Um you know, I'm looking at the sweat. I'm, I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to sweat. Um, looking at the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if uh, if I want to pick pick with PJ Walker again. You, know, you could be lucky two times. I don't know if he can be lucky three times with PJ Walker. Because um, Mal- Malik, what my my second biggest pick this season was the Cleveland Browns beating the San Francisco 49ers after I found out Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. So. Oh, shit. I like that pick, too, honestly. PJ Walker, you can't bet against Temple. You can't bet against Temple. Um, You really can't. But you know what, though? It's like it's calling to me the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, The last time these guys played, the the Dolphins won 24-17. It was a lot closer of a game than people expected. I think the Eagles just put out the blueprint on how to beat the, uh, the Miami Dolphins. And yeah. I mean, it's Bill Belichick, right? Like he's a defensive-minded coach. I think he's going to be able to lock up that that Dolphins team pretty pretty good. So, give me the New England Patriots over the Miami Dolphins plus nine and a half. Sheesh. I have that patented. You're not allowed to take that pick after after what happened last week, Ali. You're that right. is my forever pick. If Patriots are plus nine, no one else is allowed to take them. You well, know what, didn't. Drew? You didn't if, take it, Drew. Drew, if they win, you can have my points. Yo, what, what, what's wow. that you always say, Malik? Sucks to be you, dickhead. Sucks to be you, dickhead. <laughs> Saw your shit. All right, Malik, this was episode 66. Send us home. Damn, this was episode 66. Y'all doing good things out here. <laughs> we Yo, this has been brother. episode 66 in the Winging It podcast. It's your boy, the real Malik Joe. We got Alec, we got Andrew, we got Ali, three A's in the building. And I'm going to triple A my ass one up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Ba-